0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Swirl Suite, everybody. Happy Wine Wednesday. It's just me today and I'm here with a very special guest, Janelle Rucker. How are you today? Hi-hi very excited to be here yeah thank you for coming on the show and hanging with me today
1: of course of course i can't turn down an invitation for swirl suite anyone else like i'm i'm nervous like those ig lives for me like they induce all my anxiety this you know i was
0: gonna ask you to do one with me
1: too eventually <laughs> So I've been trying to do them more to get comfortable. Cause I think yeah. that's just what it is. Yeah,
0: but, man. Yeah, the only reason why I am doing them is because I'm working with a social media strategist for the first time. And um, because I got some stuff coming out later this summer. And she was like, Well, you need to get these folks ready. And I got some suggestions, and you need to get on Instagram live once a week. Oh, and my- I was like, seriously. And she was like, yeah, just do it. I was like, well, one, I'm not, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do what you say, but I'm not going on there by myself because I'm a terrible talking head. I like, you know how some people can get on IG live and they can just talk and it's so invigorating and you're just watching and listening. I'm not that person.
1: No. And to be honest, and this is not, you know, shade for people who do get on there by themselves. For me, the more engaging ones are when there's at least a little bit of back and forth. Yeah. Um, those, I mean, I get you. I would be, there's no way that I would get on an IG Live by myself. <laughs> there's absolutely, I'd rather just type that shit up in a, uh, yeah. in a post
0: <laughs> yeah. and
1: post it and go about my business. Right. Like, no way I can get on an IG Live and like do that thing by myself. Yeah. And she just told me this
0: week that um, you can do four people now. Yeah. And, and so, I did not know that. I was like, oh, okay. Now that's my lane. If I can gather groups yeah. and talk to other people. Okay. I feel well, a lot better I about think that.
1: It. Yeah. i not going to be popping over to clubhouse and think that we don't have an option for you to like have these little, <laughs> you know, conversations where you can have more than one person on the stage. Sure. Here, here you go. Host your little clubhouse yeah. here. hmm <laughs> So you mentioned
0: clubhouse. Um, I don't have um, an iPhone, so I'm not able to, um, you know, participate. Is there something that Android people are missing? I mean, is it are we really missing stuff? So I will say this:
1: I got on it pretty early on, um, like it was sometime last year, mm-hmm. and it was very overwhelming. Not even as many like groups and conversations as there are now. But what I have found on there in the wine industry, Mm -hmm. it is phenomenal for networking and participating or just listening into really awesome conversations. Mm -hmm. Um, I think during Black History Month, a group of the guys did like a chat about Black men and wine on there. That was great. So I think there was like a group of them and then other people that joined, they were able to call them up on stage or whatever and like participate in there. Um, I know a lot of like pe- folks in the wine industry that host conversations on there that are, they're great, even if you're just listening into it. It's, okay. I've learned so, so much. Hmm. So we are missing something, as Richard you're you're, 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 missing. <laughs> and I, And I get it. I've heard people's complaints about Clubhouse, like all this other stuff. And sometimes it can still be overwhelming when there are too many people. Because the way that it'll basically work is like there's a stage where like the host can like call people up and those are the people that can unmute and talk. And then there's a group of people who are just like listening in and don't like have that, they can raise their hand or like do whatever. Um, And so when there are too many people on the stage it can get to be a lot and confusing, but I found the best ones are when there's like a panel of maybe like six people, then everybody else is at the bottom. And then like at the end, they'll open it up for questions and they'll pull people up one at a time. Um, Yeah, it's, it's good.
0: I wonder if the Android version is coming. Um, Well, you know, I I wouldn't be surprised if they wanted that exclusively for, Um, iPhone users to I mean to get us to switch over
1: so but that's not happening I I wouldn't doubt it and just the the initial people that were on it Mm -hmm. were celebrities and influencers and people who were already Apple people anyway and so yeah I'm sorry y'all
0: oh no no it's fine I would buy a used phone um before I would switch over to is that is that my mic can you hear it's like a breaking up Huh. Maybe it's just me. Um, no, I would buy a used phone with like no, um, like no actual service and just Wi-Fi before mm-hmm. I would switch over to, um, an iPhone. That's a whole conversation. Yes, like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what's so bad is my friends thought that I was going to switch over when I got a Mac, and they were like, "Oh, mm-hmm. well, you're going to get an iPhone." sooner or later i was like y'all it's i've had this computer for like seven years now no no i'm not switching over
1: uh, so is there no way i i really don't know but i'm curious if there's a way that you can get the app on your your macbook Mm. there's not i looked the last time i looked um no there was no way so
0: okay but yeah if it's on a computer that'd be cute yeah i can do it you know for my mac but Mm-hmm. yeah
1: hmm. I mean I will say and we might get into this later I think just in general yeah. the level of conversation and how creative people have had to get during this pandemic I think you could also find very good conversations in IG live I don't know if people are doing like the, the Facebook thing or whatever I'm not on Facebook really. Oh, Facebook live Uh-oh.
0: yeah
1: yeah yeah, I've never really been on those, but I think that there are, you can get in on good conversations, even outside of clubhouse. Sure.
0: You know, I know this is like curtail, uh, curtailed in like this uh, social media conversation, but you know, I was, people say, stay on Facebook, especially if you have a business, because yeah. it's better for groups to to converse of all ages. So I was mm-hmm. like, all i right, right, I'll, I'll keep it. I'll keep it. I'm not managing no groups on there. I just don't have, I can't add in anything else. No,
1: I really do not enjoy Facebook. And so much that I'm being stubborn. What you said is exactly right. Mm-hmm. And I have my Facebook pages because if you want to do ads or anything on Instagram, you have sure. to have a Facebook Yeah, Instagram. you do. So I have it for that. And every once in a while, I'll do it so that my Instagram posts will post to Facebook. But there's something about Facebook for me that A while ago, probably like two or three years ago, that I was like, yeah, I'm done with this.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, Facebook, my mom and my aunts, and I mean, my family, that's like a, you know, it's just different. It's a different audience. So it is. Yeah. Yeah, The kids have moved on. The kids have moved on. They have. They've been gone. Yeah. Yeah, They've gone. (laughs) That's I remember old. I asked my niece. I, well, she's, I think she's 19, but I asked her a long time ago. I was like, Are You on Facebook? And she said this years ago. She was like, Oh, that's for old people. I was like, Well, thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They're not into it. They've they been through five other social media platforms, picked them up and dropped them down between when they left um, yeah. Facebook.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> So let's back up. Please introduce yourself and tell everyone who you are and what you do.
1: Yes. So I am the, I just had to write some new little bio for something. I am the wine enthusiast behind Burger and Wines. (laughs) Um, So I do most of my stuff. Which is a lot of wine pairings, really trying to make um, wine pairings and wine exploration um, a little more enjoyable and easy um, and commonplace. Um, Most of the activity is on Instagram. Um, And I recently got my WSET level two certification. Which was that was an interesting experience. Um but, Wait, you got
0: that during the pandemic?
1: Yeah, yeah. Really? I took the class in January and February. I took the I took the test in February. So it was all virtual. Yeah. How was that? You know what? It honestly wasn't that bad. Um, shout out to Capital Wine School here in DC. I actually won their scholarship oh, nice. last year. So that's what um, helped me take the class. Um, well, let me say something. Those <laughs> classes were, it was once a week for five or six weeks. And the classes were three hours long. Three
0: hours? Wait, I'm complaining. But yeah, that makes sense.
1: Yeah. No, no, no. no. It, it makes sense. And so I'm I'm, what you're getting at too, I was like, I wonder how this would have been different in person. Yeah. Because after like an hour, like I was starting to like wander every week my brain yeah. was like going somewhere else and she'd be like, okay we're gonna taste this next one because they did they provide all the wines um yeah okay well that's so we different because you coffee. wouldn't get that in person
0: oh really well I took mine um, some moons ago but um nah oh, we okay. didn't we didn't really drink wine um okay. yeah it was all yeah. about the we education had- yeah
1: we had like three or four wines that we tasted um, every week that went along with whatever we were talking about um, mm-hmm. that week, and so like I'd kind of be listening, I'm trying to like take notes of the book as we go through, but my mind would start to wander, and then she's like, "All right, so now we just talked about you know Zinfandel, let's let's crack it open." I'm like, "Oh, I'm back." Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "What's up?" Um, but yeah. And, and I'm trying to decide if I'm going to do level three, mm-hmm. but that's absolutely something that I think I, I need to do in person. Mm-hmm. So I need to wait until the world opens back up and in person is an option again, sure. um, to do that piece.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but yeah, I'm really in a place of, flux right now of figuring out what I want burger and wines to be. I think I'm getting there and I feel better about it. Um, Burger and wines really started as just you know, what wine can I eat with this fast food? Mm -hmm. And I think it's been like five or six years of of being committed and then ghosting and then coming back and being (laughs) committed. Um, I've probably been solidly in it for the past like year and a half, this past time. Um, And I want to transition away from that because I enjoy doing that, and that's what I do, and that's regular life. So I'll continue to share it. But I'm really moving into more of the storytelling piece of the wine industry, which is really where my interest lies and my skill set because my background is journalism.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so if you're on my Instagram page and it looks a little all over the place, <laughs> <laughs> That's why, because I'm really at a place of like experimenting right now and mm-hmm. trying things and like, you know, really looking around to see where the gaps are in covering the wine industry and helping people enjoy wine mm-hmm. and like molding how I like fill those gaps. Mm. So I guess my real bio is like TBD. Probably <laughs> for like three, five, like three months, I will have settled on a more firm like this is what this <laughs> is. But, but in the meantime, I'm drinking and I'm eating and I'm still learning about learning about wine. Gotcha, gotcha. Was your um, what was the
0: inspiration behind the Black Wine Story Month for? What uh, that was that was February, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, again, so I did the whole, you know, first of the year thing, like, sit down and do plans and, like, envision, like, what, and so I was like, no, this is the year that I'm going to get into the storytelling thing and put my energy into that, and so um, over the past few years, it's been amazing to me, to me, I had no clue there were so many Black people in line. And so like, I met you, like I met Like, all the the black wine lovers group when we went to like city winery, Mm -hmm. um, Desiree, just all these people offline and online. And I'm just like, I don't, I feel like people don't know about this. I feel like we do as we learn about it, but I feel like not enough people know about it. And um, I really wanted to show people's origin stories. Like how we got into it, because I think that that interests a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the first wine that I was out here drinking was Riesling in the club. And that was kind of only because that and Chardonnay were the only white (laughs) wines that they served in the club in college. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And so I really just wanted to highlight. Blacks in the wine industry of different levels, right? So some people who have like a ton of followers and are very well established, and also some of the folks who are up and coming are just getting started mm-hmm. and have them share their stories with everyone, of how they got into wine. So just like we can see that every wine drinker doesn't look the same or drink the same, um, we also didn't get into this the same way. We're all very different. Absolutely. I was really thankful when I reached out to folks, everybody was like, this is a great idea. And I was yeah. like, great. And full transparency. I wanted to ease into some campaign type thing like this, mm-hmm. but I didn't want to have to post every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, that was a this is a genius idea then. Yeah. Because, and I will say I, I got it from, um, there is a woman. Her name is Jamise um, Spines and Vines on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yes. Who she for the past two or three years she's been doing Black Girl Books to tour. Yes, and I participated in that because I've got fifty other uh, Instagram accounts. But <laughs> when I participated in the first year, and I was like, "This is genius!" Like, you know, it's good content, quality content. But what I also really like about it is that. I wasn't doing it to build my followers. Mm -hmm. Like I really wanted people to be able to post their own story and Mm -hmm. to have people go to these different accounts that you're adding these accounts, like Mm -hmm. you're following them, you're doing whatever. So that really everybody benefits and we grow kind of as an online community. Yeah. Um, It wasn't just on my page.
0: Right. And you know, it's funny. We actually, Being a being a part of that, and I thank you for inviting me to be a part of that. Um, We watch who the next person was each day, Um, because me and Tanisha, we would text every morning like, "Who go today? What's what's your day? What is your (laughs) day? What you going to do? Is it a surprise? What you about to do? Well, you know you got to do something fancy, right? You live in Paris, so we were going back and
1: forth. It was yeah, it was really cool she closed us out she closed uh, us out in Paris and what I love about it is I tried to I had to do some last minute like reconfiguring of the schedule and so I tried to move her up and mm-hmm. she was like um I'm not ready she was like <laughs> no, okay it's like it's fine it's fine it's fine it's fine <laughs> um, and so like I just I left her at the end and I'm glad because she closed it out like it was awesome
0: did we explain, for those of you who don't know, um, do, can you explain, yeah,
1: what Blind Wine Story Month was? So it basically, what, through, um, through the month of February, there was a schedule of um, Blacks in the wine industry. It was everything from winemakers, um, wine writers and influencers, uh, wine content creators, and Everybody had a different day. They owned a day on the tour and that's when they posted um, kind of like the bottle or like how they got into the wine industry. Um, And so every day we forward people on to the next one. So it was kind of like a little tour throughout the month of February to learn about um, other blacks in the wine industry. Yeah. I mean, the the reception was awesome. I got so many notes from people like outside of our community who loved it and enjoyed hearing very specifically like those type, you know, of stories. And it wasn't a situation where, you know, even the influencers among us were just like, oh, hey, here's this wine. Like you Mm -hmm. should get this wine. It was personal stories about the first time they went to this dinner and how they felt like they belonged yeah. or, you know, the questions they had or the traveling that they did. And that's what got them into wine. Uh, the stories were really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. They absolutely were. Yeah. Um,
0: I remember, well, you and I have known each other for a while now, like you think back, um, but you invited me to do a segment with you at a local vineyard and you told me to pick one. Yeah. And so I picked Black Ankle Vineyards where I used to work. And so you and your sister met me there and Black Ankle, it was, you know, it was pretty empty. So we didn't get that many stairs because your sister had a for real camera and she was following us around like we were actually somebody and doing something, sad. right? <laughs> so it wasn't until we went to Westminster where it was packed not many people of color, if any, where we got the stairs. And you could see them trying to figure out why we were there. Uh It's just, just what are they doing? And how are they doing this? And why are they, why are they here? Uh So that's what it feels like being in the wine industry,
1: being black. It uh, does. It does. And it's so funny because you, or at least I think, that one day, that's not going to be a thing. Mm. I still get surprised when that happens because yeah. I'm like, wait a minute! All yeah. these people that I've like come across, like all these places that I've gone, and I know other people have too. Like, y'all still haven't caught up. Like, y'all right. still haven't got it together. Y'all are still out here offering me the sweetest wine on mm-hmm. your thing. Yeah. Like, it it's really surprising to me. Yeah, how people still don't realize that like we're out here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and not just for the party either. For the craft of it, for the quality of it, for the—I mean, it, it's just interesting to me when there are others who are literally just out here for the party of it.
0: Yeah, you
1: yeah. know, we'll just be because of,
0: they take pretty pictures and post them on Instagram.
1: <laughs> well, we had a lottery and like I'm asking questions like I want to know what what you grow here and like where else mm-hmm. you get your grapes from and like I, I'm asking those questions and you're looking at me like why are you asking those questions? Meanwhile, there's other people over here drunk in your vines right <laughs> <laughs> and nobody's looking at them crazy and it's just
0: like <laughs> what like yeah, yeah, it's-,
1: it's so crazy to me. It's so crazy to me. Oh man.
0: yeah, it's insane. It's insane. -hmm. So speaking of local wineries, you are, you are a frequent visitor to a lot of the local wineries, um, Maryland and Virginia. What are some of your favorites that you like to sort of circle back to? Are, Are like, are you like in a wine club at any of the local ones?
1: So no, when I first got into wine, I was, um, I, my first like winery up here in Northern Virginia that like I loved and went to all the time was Paradise Springs.
0: Oh yeah, really uh, good
1: one. Yeah, and so I belonged to their wine club for a while. Um, I just am the type of person, I like variety, variety. So mm-hmm. like in, in a vineyards wine club, you get a variety of like the different things they're making, but I want like other people's wines. Like I want yeah, okay. Variety variety yeah so um I I stopped that and I haven't done one for a single winery since then but theirs was very good I haven't been to Paradise Springs in a while but it was definitely a favorite Mm -hmm. um Casanel is a favorite for me and it's so crazy because I I like they make good wine. Mm-hmm. So regardless of whatever, you know, they come out with year after year, I know I can go there and get good wine, but I very specifically love their sparkling wine that they make, the white spark. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just so chill and laid back there and it's cute. Um, and I'm big about talking about there are wineries that I like because their wine is good. And there mm-hmm. are wineries that I like because it's an awesome experience.
0: Okay. Okay. That's some, truth. Um, That's some truth to that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so, um, Blumont, I think, uh, mm-hmm. I really like their grounds. I like that they do rent a row where you could rent a row in the vineyard and have like mm. a little picnic. My friends mm-hmm. and I have that before. And their wine, their wine is, um, they have a
0: really nice view.
1: They have an awesome, view. gorgeous
0: view. Different yeah. ways
1: to, like, see it. They've got patios everywhere.
0: And,
1: mm-hmm. Um, it's really nice. Um, I, you made Black Ankle a favorite of mine. Um, I don't know if it's because I was so shocked that there was- (laughs) You were in shock. I was in (laughs) shock that there was tasty Maryland wine because I had never experienced that before as, you know, a graduate of the Leonore Reggae and Wine Festival. (laughs)
0: So I thought oh, I'm so sad that that's where people start their Maryland wine experience. Not that it's bad. There is just, you know, some people say it's a time and place for everything. There is yeah. a specific mood. Okay. Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. Leonor. Mm-hmm. And if you want to taste great wine, that may not be where you want to start. That's all I'm going to say.
1: Yeah, no, I, I want to be clear that that is not where you should start. As someone who as someone who did it that way, as someone who mm-hmm. did it that way, that was kind of my first Maryland wine and then was very hesitant to try other Maryland wine. I also had gone to Wine in the Woods or something one year. Yeah, sure, yeah. And I can't remember the other couple of ones that I tasted, but I also, I just wasn't whatever. But then when we went to Black Ankle. I mean, their yeah, their wines were were great um i think that i also enjoy the experience at potomac point okay um i also like that it's just off of 95 it's so much easier to get to Mm. going out 66 to like everything Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um and i haven't been in a while but fabioli was always a favorite of mine because they have so many different wines to try and they their tastings with little bites of food yeah um that was a really good way to um experience it oh and then recently I went to and I, in November I went to uh Veritas oh
0: ooh, yeah. Got around.
1: yeah That their wine was was great um I hadn't I hadn't been to any Charlottesville area wineries before mm-hmm. um, I think that was kind of my first it was it was very good um I when I went it was still I guess kind of nice outside so we sat outside and their COVID setup was really nice mm-hmm. um and so they had the little things like boxed off veritas and then um they had like fire pits like oh, all cute. that stuff and they also had kind of a nice little view off of that back part um and so yeah i did enjoy that but i do want to do i need to check out green hill and um early mountain i'm gonna do yeah. that early uh, mountain
0: is just so far like for a day trip it's like two hours
1: oh okay so
0: it's you know if you feel like driving the distance it's nice if you like go and come back but I would much rather like stay the night
1: somewhere it sounds like an excuse to like yeah Airbnb or something yeah
0: exactly exactly yeah
1: um you um, know my my boyfriend lives in um in Philadelphia right So I've started kind of Checking out some of the local wineries in that kind of Delaware, Jersey, sure, Pennsylvania area.
0: You know, I went on a press trip in Pennsylvania.
1: I remember that. And yeah. I needed to ask you like which ones you went to that were good. Mm-hmm. Cause I remember you said a few of them were like really good. And I yeah. feel like guidance is definitely <laughs> needed um, for that area. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will say I lucked out. The first one that I went to was William Heritage, which I think is in Jersey, okay, Philly, Um, and I enjoyed their wines. It was Mm -hmm. good. And then on our way back to Philly, I saw a sign. I'm famous for this. We're driving, you know, you see a little wine. Yes, I was like, oh wait, pull over there, like exactly, yeah. And it was a place that did fruit wine, and I was like, oh, there should be like. Find mm-hmm. on the door. Like, there should be. And I was like, how did I get bamboozled this way? And it was the same way we went some other place in Delaware um, that I was like.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, do you fi- follow uh,
0: Wine Casual, Reggie, Reggie Solomon? No. Yeah. Uh, we First of all, he's a phenomenal writer. He's extremely, extremely smart. Anyway, he went on the um, Pennsylvania press trip with me and like mid pandemic, the same organizer for that press trip organized another one for New Jersey. So, I have not heard back from him how that New Jersey wine tour went, but I'm so so curious. He said they yeah. they felt so safe and everything like went well, but
1: I want to hear about how those wines were the wines were yeah. yeah, when I looked up and found William Heritage, I saw that there were a few wineries in Jersey that like have won like awards and stuff for their their wine, mm-hmm. so I do wanna I'm curious about that too. Yeah what parts of Jersey, <laughs> you know, like where like what are the Jersey wine regions? Like yes. what are the different <laughs> um areas? I'm curious. Yeah, um, yeah. But but I'm actually, so I have a current obsession with urban wineries. Like I'm okay. doing all this research. I think the business model is super interesting and I'm curious sure. about the quality mm-hmm. of like urban wineries versus Traditional like vineyards and wineries, but I have I'm drinking this red from Mural City Cellars, which is in um is in Philly. Oh, okay, and in, in Philly, and they just opened in January of this and year. They're an urban winery. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. they're in a garage in Kensington, Kensington, uh, the Kensington neighborhood, and yeah, and. I interviewed them a little bit ago um, and their story is interesting too, but I was like, so why, but they both worked in hospitality and Mm -hmm. all these things like down in Miami. Then they came back um, to Philly and started the urban winery. Wow. Um, But it's, it's interesting. They sourced their grapes from like within 300 miles around them, but Mm -hmm. they get a lot from like Northern Virginia wineries.
0: That's cool. I feel like more people should do that. I don't really care where your grapes come from. As, As long as you make good wine, I don't really care. My first experience in, um, I was in Oregon. Oregon has so many collaborative groups and so many, um, urban wineries, that you can just go from urban winery, like you can just bounce around to all of these wine bars and they have so many wines that are from people's garage. So I organized this trip with my old coworkers and I think it was called the Yellow Bus Tour. The yellow, it, And it was literally a cheese bus. Um, it was about a half the size of like a regular school bus, but they had this little cheese bus and it was probably about six of us. And um, we just rode around to all of these wineries. We didn't go to vineyards. We just went to urban wineries and we yeah. pulled up at this dude's house. Uh-oh. This dude's house. He comes in. I mean, he's a salt and pepper, tall, slim white guy. He's got ripped jeans, no shoes on. He's like, hey, welcome, welcome to my house. And he, his wines were so good. Oh, they were fantastic.
1: Yeah. Fantastic. We have I feel like more people here. should do that. Would you say? Yeah, had the whole setup in his, like,
0: garage? Yeah. There was a driveway and there was a garage. It was all flat. And um, he just had bottles of wine set up. And he had glasses for us. We walked around. He had,
1: like, a um a cute little
0: yard in the front and
1: yeah. barrels and stuff. It was
0: cute. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I actually really want to go back to Portland to oh, go U- U- to of U- urban water. Yeah. yeah. I, when I went a few years ago, I didn't realize that it was a foodie place i had no idea that we were there people were like oh you know you have to eat here you know you have to do here and like all the food trucks that have like the best food I was like, everything oh, we God. ate was fantastic yeah everything yeah yeah i definitely want to yeah. go back i definitely want to go back
0: i told my husband i was like the next time i go back to portland i have to bring some black people with me um oh. because you definitely don't see they they're, <laughs> they're not there
1: <laughs> I think we saw, it was like me and three of my girlfriends. And I think other than us, we saw maybe two other black people the whole time that we were there and they Mm -hmm. were in one of the restaurants that we were in. Yeah. That's it.
0: You know, what's even more weird is almost all of the places that we went to were playing very black music. And when I say very black, I was, I mean, Trap called Quest, Biggie, like
1: what? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. (laughs) yeah yeah Portland is definitely an interesting place it, it really is and kind of it's a very interesting yeah. place. but I yeah. definitely go back um for the and not necessarily to go to Willamette because we went to Willamette while we were there and uh-huh. time we did some tours but like you said it's literally just to go to a bunch of the urban wineries yep yep it'll be a good time
0: so um do you think that our local wines, and when I say local wines, I'm I'm thinking Maryland, Virginia, do you think they can compete with other wine regions? Say you're Washington, your Oregon, your California?
1: Yes. Um, yes. I think there are some winemakers in I'm going to say in Virginia, and kind of like Black Angel, because I got this a little bit from when we were talking to them too, who are truly about the craft of winemaking and making quality wines.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That you can tell they focus more on that than how cute their tasting room is, mm-hmm. um, how many different varietals they make, or trying to make the wine of the moment like if they know that like everybody wants rosé right now like mm-hmm. making a rosé like it's yeah. people who are very focused on this is what I know my land can produce
0: exactly these are the
1: rows that I know that I can make and I want to make these well mm-hmm. um, and not to say that people who are getting creative and I know that like um like UVA like there are some wine makers that are working to on hybrids hybrid grapes and all that all that other stuff. But I think that there are some people who are just focused on making very good wine mm-hmm. of the traditional variety, the vitals that we all know. That yeah, I definitely think that they can um, compete with other regions. I, um, White Spark from Casanel, when I first had it, and it, it was me and um, and Desiree, we'd gone there and Katie came out and like, we were tasting, she was explaining stuff to us and I don't know what I was expecting because I don't think I. and I'm still changing this, I, I don't think that Virginia is a place that can do sparkling wine. I just Really? So I really didn't back then but mm-hmm. when I had her spark, her white spark from I think it was vintage from like two years ago or something mm-hmm. that thing tasted mm-hmm. just like champagne huh. and i was shocked yeah. and i was like oh my goodness but to hear her talk about how she came about it and, and made it and how she was determined to like follow the traditional method and like doing all this other stuff and how pissed she was that like, the only reason it can't be called champagne was because it wasn't made in champagne yeah like you can tell like she's intentional with mm-hmm. a, a lot of their wine now i have to taste this i haven't had had their own bubbles yeah Okay. And if had somebody else's like sparkling viandier, so mm-hmm. it was bad. It was bad. Oh. Um, and then There's also, oh, I can't remember the gentleman's name, who's actually from Champagne, who is in the Charlottesville area helping a lot of wineries down there.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And then he also has his own line of sparkling wine that he makes. Begins with a T. Hmm. Um, His sparkling wine is very good, too. He also makes a Blanc de Blanc. Hmm. Um, It's very good, too. So I'm starting to change my thing about the sparkling piece. Um, I have had very good vignets from Virginia Mm -hmm. um, and Chardonnays. Yeah. So if
0: they make good Chardonnays, then they should be able to make a good sparkling wine.
1: Should. (laughs) But you know what it is again It's people trying to get creative right so they're not making sparkling wine with the chardonnay you're out here taking right. this beignet, yeah making it into a sparkling wine
0: yeah and, and and you're definitely right about people being more they need to be more serious about providing that quality of wine that we would get in a california or you know in oregon but you know a lot of people just want to make make some money um yep. wine making and being in wine, making wine is expensive. And mm-hmm. they just they just want their profit. So if they can bottle up something sweet and something sparkly and you know, something fruity, they're gonna bottle this shit up and sell it.
1: And there are you people know? that are gonna be there for it. And I guess my thing is like. Do you want to be competitive on like the world stage? Right. If so, then there's some other decisions that you have to make. Right. But if your thing is like, I'm just trying to have this fun, feel good place, mm-hmm. have this event space, give people right. a beautiful experience and like have so so wine, right. that's the decision that you make and it's fine. But just know that like that, yeah. <laughs> that's what yes. it is. Yeah. And don't expect to. and I think that some places are like that. They're not out here like trying to win awards for their wine. Right exactly they're not yep no. yeah because
0: black ankle they made a sparkling this year did they they only, they only made a, a few cases though like a few hundred cases so it didn't get to a lot of us will exp- yeah it it didn't get to a lot of people but i heard it was really good oh i bet yeah. it
1: so they're they black ankle is someone that i feel like they're focused on the quality of yeah. their wines yeah um yeah. and they make good wines yeah <laughs> like, i haven't been in a bit yeah i
0: haven't been to a winery in a minute
1: yeah Where was just oh i was just at potomac point for my birthday mm-hmm. Cool, because they had the little wine tents oh and they, okay that's nice and yeah and it it was cool i thought like i went somewhere before that but now i can't even remember mm-hmm. but yeah i feel like I'm ready to get outside. Yeah. I have
0: not been to a wine bar yet. So I'm trying to figure out because mm-hmm. I've been to like rooftops and like restaurants like outside, but I haven't been to um I haven't been to a wine bar yet. I'm really I've been really dying to go to one.
1: I just went to uh Maxwell Park. Oh, okay, yeah. They really expanded their the shop stuff. Mm-hmm, the one oh. in shop nice they really because you really only had that little patio that was right yeah now they've got like parking sides on both um on what is that Knife and O oh, or whatever's right there mm-hmm. there's a lot more seating outside now i literally was just there i'm like i miss being able to like try different types of wine that i've had whatever and so yeah. maxwell park is really good for that
0: yeah so this portion of our show um we're just going to ask you a handful of random questions i'll answer them too so the first one is, if you received $15,000, what would you do with it?
1: So I am going on a trip, mm-hmm. like a bomb trip. Yeah. Um, when I was taking my WSET class, I learned so much more about Italy and Italian wines. Oh, yeah. And so I've been drinking a lot more Italian wines and exploring. And mm. I love it. So I think I would spend that money on some type of crazy <laughs> wine trip to Italy. Nice. All Actually, every, every penny of that $15,000. Yeah. Be between getting there, staying in some good places, drinking and eating good, and then yeah. bringing home a nice little collection. <laughs> that sounds awesome that sounds great um
0: what would I do um oh just for background so we started with one thousand dollars and so every episode I've been adding a thousand dollars to that amount so now Um, we're up to the fifteen thousand dollar mark and I'm trying to figure out what would I do I think that I would Probably maybe put a down payment on some sort of small space, whether it's like a um, like a small cabin or like a condo somewhere else near some water or something just to have that
1: second location like available,
0: you know, that would be nice.
1: That would be good. Yeah, I thought you were about to say a small space for your new kitchen studio (laughs) or your cooking (laughs) show. I thought that's what you were about to say.
0: And
1: I was like, oh, yeah,
0: this sounds good. <laughs> I feel like that would take a lot more money the way I would want it set up.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, that would be nice, though. Did you know that, Um, you know, Barefoot Contessa? Mm hmm. Did you know that her studio is actually on her property? That kitchen that she cooks from where the TV the, the show airs? Yeah. That is another building like on her land her and her husband's land that's wow. not her actual house so they built a separate almost like a separate
1: house specifically for her to record interesting this is what you need <laughs> Girl. so I will say this you know I'm all about scaling smart so mm-hmm. for right now you're good Like, I see that you're outside more often. I see you're out, you know, you got the little thing, you're talking about the wine and showing us the food or whatever. You got your little videos going, so you're fine for now. But soon, as soon as Food Network calls, that's when you start figuring out where your cooking space is Mm and how to get your whole setup there. You're right, you're
0: right. When they call, yep, when they (laughs) (laughs) manifesting this, they're gonna call soon. You're right,
1: you're right. I'm gonna start tagging them in every last one. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. Gonna
0: like, and the thing is, I'm open. It doesn't have to be Food Network. It can be BET. It can be TV One. Uh-huh. You know, it can be Vice.
1: You know. You know. I just heard I'm that um, there's this thing called Fox Soul. You are kidding me. Are you? St- <laughs> No, and, but apparently, I think it started, so it's like streaming for now, mm-hmm. and it's like a certain amount of programming, like maybe five hours a day or something of programming, but Fox Soul. So we can also get you on there. Wow. Wow. They are really
0: reaching, huh? Fox Soul.
1: Options. Or the way that Issa Ray is out here building this
0: little YouTube Listen, let me tell you trailer. something. If Issa, if I get an inkling that Issa is anywhere near me. Yeah. I'm just going to have to stalk her.
1: She needs to like do. And I think I feel like she has. I was just looking at something where she had some kind of little incubator and stuff for like creator. Yeah. And other stuff. Yeah. I feel like mm-hmm. she needs to do that again. Keep doing that every year. Have different cohorts for different yeah. little streaming shows. And mm-hmm. I mean, why are yeah. you in with uh, HBO? Like HBO mm-hmm. can use a little yeah. why a cooking show. I would love it. Yeah, that would be awesome. You know, anybody needs a wine and cooking show. I feel like there, like, there's no network that has. There isn't integrates
0: it. Yeah, there needs to be a whole network dedicated to um wine and spirits. Mm-hmm. But there isn't yeah. one.
1: Yeah, it definitely should be. Okay, yeah, we're we're on this.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. Next one. Now this is a hard one. Missy or Pharrell. I chose the two Virginia natives because I, I you are from Virginia.
1: I know. <laughs> and I feel like this is because they also represent kind of different periods of my life. Mm, hmm. Yep.
0: I didn't realize how close in age we were until your actual birthday.
1: Oh, really? hmm I was young, young. I thought you were younger. <laughs> you just
0: have a younger energy, younger than mine anyway. I was like, oh, this is a young girl.
1: She's <laughs> gotta be in her early 30s. <laughs> Haven't seen my early 30s
0: quite some time. And you are one year younger than me. That's just crazy. That That's is crazy. hilarious. Yeah.
1: Um <sighs> damn it. You know what? I'm gonna go. Oh my gosh. <laughs> It's like I'm struggling because to me, Pharrell is not just Pharrell as in like his music. Yeah. But the way that he's like impacted. But so has Missy, though, maybe not on as grand a scale. So I'm going to go with Missy. Okay. Because like right now, that's who I miss. If I'm like, somebody was like, who would you rather hear new music from? Mm. I want to hear like something new. From Miss, like I want I want Missy to be back out of here. Pharrell can gotcha. go out there, open his hotels, keep designing, yeah. like his thing, right. Right. whatever. Yeah, but I mean, I was just listening to one of his albums the other day, so yeah, I'm gonna go with Missy. Yeah, but I do, I do love them both.
0: I am actually gonna go with this was hard for me too when when I was writing this, but I'm going to go with Pharrell. Just because I am an insane fan of Nerd. Okay. So I was just like, that's the only thing that he has over Missy for me. Yeah. But yeah, I and I've seen them both live. I actually would prefer Pharrell live over Missy. Now if, Missy, if
1: Missy brings
0: a lot Missy's um her show to me, because I saw her at Essence. Her show to me was everybody else's energy. Even though she was there, she was talking and everything. Her dancers were the show. Okay. Yeah. And it was, it was a nostalgia because, you know, she's playing her music and then, you know, the dance routines to her music, but it's just, it wasn't what I expected. It was my first time seeing her. So I would, I would take, yeah, I would take Pharrell. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, McDonald's or Wendy's?
1: So, this is also very hard for me. Is it really? But I'm. <laughs> I feel your judgment already. You're, you you don't know where I'm going.
0: <laughs>
1: I feel your judgment already. I feel like I want to know what this is going to be. Okay, so this is why. I don't don't know if other people feel the same. I feel like there's like a hierarchy. I feel like the bougie is just like Wendy's is it. Like Mm -hmm. McDonald's feels more like, I don't know. But what I eat more of when I do eat it is McDonald's. Okay. So a fish sandwich and some fries and a Coke. Good to go. So you are filet of fish girl. I am a, I would. a fish with no cheese.
0: I would have never called that.
1: I, I And a little bit of like some extra tartar sauce. But I do enjoy Wendy's chicken sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. To me, those are great. And it might just more be a function of we don't have that many Wendy's around here. Mm. Um, But I, I, I'm going to have to go with McDonald's. Okay. I
0: will drive past five McDonald's to get to Wendy's. <laughs> Is it really? (laughs) I will. And I but you know what? It could be like my childhood. All we ate was McDonald's. It was all about going to McDonald's, getting the happy meal, getting the toys. And then as I grew older, it was all about the McDonald's fries. Mm
1: -hmm. But
0: me, Wendy's nuggets are bomb. Um, and then they came out with the spicy nuggets.
1: No. I so I went out of my way to go find some of those spicy nuggets. Yeah. I went to that horrendous Wendy's off of New York Avenue. Oh, the no Dave Thomas Circle or whatever. I mm-hmm. risked my life and went there <laughs> to get those spicy nuggets. And they
0: were good. Yeah. They yeah. were very good. Also, I am I am a dipper of the fry in the frosty. Yeah. So I didn't even think about yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: That actually could like tip it over the top.
0: Yeah. I can get, and I don't even frosty. need a whole lot. I can get like a kids' meal with the nuggets, my fry, and a frosty instead of a drink, and I'm I'm a happy girl.
1: Yeah, the fries and the and the frosty thing is like, yeah, there's not much that beats that. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, another kind of food question. Um, I just posted that we got this bomb um, ice cream truck that comes by here once a day and it has soft serve which i did not grow up with so as bomb so if an ice cream jug pulled up to you right now what are you getting
1: i am getting the bomb pop
0: bomb pop sure
1: yeah yeah that's easy yeah i love like i love popsicles so i still do as a but now as an adult, I will at least get the little fruit popsicle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, whatever. But those, like if I'm with like my nephew somewhere or something or we're out and I can get one. hmm I'm bomb pop. Okay. Yeah. I'm actually, a,
0: yeah, that's one of my faves too. Um, today, I don't know why I'm in this mood, but I am in the mood for hot fries. Mm. I have not had hot fries in so long to love hot fries
1: yeah yeah that's my stomach all the way up girl girl I love them yeah (laughs) do they even I mean I haven't been like in a 7-eleven or like a convenience store in a while Mm -hmm. they still sell them um I haven't been to in a corner
0: store in a minute I mean it's one right around the corner I haven't seen them but I haven't actively been looking for hot fries either so I'm gonna go look I'm not sure
1: (laughs) Cause I'm also like, is there like a wine that would go good with those?
0: Mm, that's a very good question. That's a good question. Cause they're all, they got a little kick. They got a little spice. They hmm.
1: They do. I'm I'm gonna look into this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause it
1: sounds like a night on the couch after work. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Packing and drinking.
0: Yep. All right. Do you like your burgers grilled or seared on the cast iron?
1: You know, this is how we know that you're a foodie. Because yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Just mm, cook my burger, cook my burger. Okay. Whatever way that is done, this is probably gonna be bad. So <laughs> I don't like a lot of pink in my burger. Okay. Um it's a texture issue for me. Sure. Um, and so I'm like, however, you gotta cook it to make sure that it's not dry, but mm-hmm. it's not raw. I'm you don't care. It. Okay, got you. I, I don't have a preference. So, what is the like? What's the, the there? Dip-
0: well, there is a difference in the texture. Like, and usually when a burger is grilled, usually it has a smoky flavor to it, especially if you're grilling it on a ga- like a charcoal grill versus a gas grill. Yeah. But um some people, you know, they have a good feeling when they can smell that smoke, smell the charcoal and have that grilled burger. That's really important to them. Takes yeah. them to a place, right? Yeah. But then you got the cast iron. When that cast iron is hot and the burger is seared, you get an extra layer of like that crunchy crust that's on the top from the fat of the burger. So yeah. it creates a layer of texture. So some people like, I think that. I would
1: like, I think I would like the, the crunchiness. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would, I think I would put the crunchiness on a higher level than the smokiness.
0: Yeah. Okay. I get that. I actually like cast iron. I love cast iron burgers actually.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. Even if you, um, cause I've even made um, beyond burgers with a cast iron and it creates that same crust. Interesting. that you would on a real burger
1: okay yeah now you don't have me thinking about this when <laughs> to I think my friends are cooking out this week too I'm gonna be like hmm let you pay attention <laughs> So I think they're also making lamb chops and like if there's anything real like that's that's literally what I'm going for
0: yes you, you get some bougie blacks I love it <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is your last question. Name a song and a bottle you will pop on your 40th birthday.
1: I've been trying to figure this out mm. So I I want to find and I'm, I'm, I need to do research. I want to find a bottle. Wine, like the vintage year is my birthday mm. that's will still be good to drink okay on my birthday I don't know really what that would be but in the absolute like if I can't figure that out or if it's a million dollars like I'm really simple with sparkling wine yeah I really enjoy sparkling wine another wine club that I'm a part of a champagne camp because I really want to start experiencing um, not the champagne that we normally get here in the U.S., like some Mm -hmm. of the smaller producers. Um, So I'm trying to, like, learn more about champagne and find some other ones. So I feel like... But, I mean, I also could just do... I can also just do, like, Rotary. Or, like... Yeah. Any type of champagne or sparkling wine that has, like, the yeasty, like... Mm -hmm. I would be good with, I wouldn't even be picky. Just need to pop that. The song, to be honest, I would want it to be something really ratchet. <laughs> because if my 40th birthday is any piece like my 39th, I'm going to need to feel some youth. I'm going to need to feel <laughs> young going need to you know still feel connected you know, i don't got meg's knees but i want to feel like right yeah. i want a song playing that can feel like you know yeah. whatever and i think a yeah. good in between of like it's ratchet but it's not really the young kids but it has like a youthful feel will be something mm-hmm. from like two chains okay got you probably his little birthday song oh birthday, it's my birthday. okay yeah. okay probably that while I'm like popping a the bottle and while I can like act like I got like Meg needs for a second <laughs> I think that that will I think I'll be satisfied I think that'll work
0: <laughs> I like it I love it I actually play a lot of whew, child she's so problematic but um I played a lot of mulatto on my birthday
1: I don't even know who that is. What? Oh my gosh. Really? I'm
0: surprised. Um, oh, it's trashy music, but her beats <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> her beats are her beats are hot. I want to
1: look this up. Yeah. This sounds like what I need. Like what, I need what I gotta yeah. work out and do some other stuff I don't want to do.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She's good for it. Okay. Malatum. Yeah yeah um, spelled like it's yeah okay. <laughs>
1: that terrible name, yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I'm gonna look this up. I'm always looking for some good my boyfriend hates it when I'm out here acting like
0: yeah, same
1: i'm i'm twenty nine and not thirty nine <laughs> <laughs> and that, it's nothing that can be sustained, right I can do it for like five mm-hmm. minutes and then' I'm... yeah, yeah. So I'm going to build up my little playlist
0: for that. Oh, man. This was so fun. Thank you so much for joining me today. Of
1: course. It was so good to catch up with you. And I'm hoping that when the world opens back up, we can do like a little another little friends giving again.
0: Oh, that was so much fun. Oh, my gosh. I was so hung over the next day. My goodness. You guys can drink
1: solid hours of fellowshipping. I mean seriously guys
0: (laughs) we drank so much we all brought wine I don't know how many of it what how many of us was there but we all bought wine we went through every bottle until Desiree was like oh I got more in the car she comes up with four
1: bottles four bottles and when I tell you oh that I had been cleaning up. I was like, oh, I've been waiting for the wine to run out. Cause I'm like, I'm not kicking nobody out. But I was like, oh, well the wine is running Were out. Were you really? Good? So I was like cleaning up. I was like, okay. Cause by then it had probably been like five or six hours. And yeah. Yeah. And then she said, well, I'm trying to go down to my car. I've got more in the car. And I was like. What? Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> she came back up. Uh, it was, I mean, it was such a good time though. Mm-hmm. And I definitely want to do it again. So I'm yeah. like, let, let get these vaccines if that's what people are doing. Yeah. Let the world start opening back up. And yeah, yeah. We definitely have to all get back together again. Yeah,
0: that was a really good time. Oh, before we go, please tell everybody where they can follow you.
1: Yes um best place is on instagram at burger and wines um that's where all the goods are actually the same day today this is airing um i am kicking off the paired newsletter again nice. so definitely make sure that you're subscribed you can get it um we're doing barbecue and wine this month and um then for the rest of the month we're going to kind of do show me your barbecue and wine pairing and you can win a bottle of wine, which I think will be fun. Um, but yeah, there's a sign up on the Instagram page for that too. Um, and then it's so funny, I've said this so many times, but <laughs> burgerwines.com will be live again by the end of the month. Um, and that'll have all the stuff from Black Wine Story Month. Um, we did a Women's History Month thing, Wine Needs Women. So those stories and interviews as well. All that good stuff will be on the website.
0: Thanks for tuning into the Swirl Suite, guys. We hope you enjoy this episode. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Leave us some comments on Apple Podcasts. Hey, let us know what you think on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook. Send us an email. Have a beautiful week. Cheers.